This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, talking about the Warriors' 105-100 to loss to the Spurs Monday night. And boy, what a messy game that was. The Warriors led by as many as 14 points, but the Spurs bottled up Steph in the middle quarters and took a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Then Steph checked in with under six minutes to go. He scored 14 points over the final moments, and the Warriors cut the lead to one after his layup through traffic, but then DeJounte Murray's three-pointer extended the Spurs' lead to 103-100. to The Warriors, though, still had a chance late, but that's when a rare mistake by Draymond Green may have cost them the game. As he brought the ball up the court, it looked like Derek White was going to foul him, so he heaved the ball from 30 feet out. Only Derek White didn't foul him, and the shot went down as a miss, and the Warriors never got a true possession to try to tie the game. After the game, Draymond said he expected a foul because Greg Popovich's team's tend to foul in those situations. I assume he was about to foul, which I, he was. Um, you know, Pop is known for fouling in those situations. He had his hands out. And I also knew we didn't have any more timeouts left. So, you know, at that point, you know, it just becomes a free throw game. Probably should have held on to it and just took the foul and let it turn into a free throw game, but it is what it is. I felt like that was the uh, smartest dumb play in history. You know, I know most people won't see that and kind of put two and two together of what's actually going on there. Very smart play that ended up being dumb as hell. But as the NBC Sports broadcast pointed out during the game, the Spurs do not foul in those situations. This was a rare mistake in scouting by Draymond, but Steve Kerr took the blame after the game. No, no, we, we knew we had, uh, you know, 8.7 on the clock, and so we, we uh, and, and the Spurs generally do not foul uh, in those situations. Uh, it's probably my fault for not uh, uh, informing the team that the Spurs don't usually foul. Um, but we knew we had, uh, you know, 8.7 8. to um, to drive and kick to, to plenty of options uh, with that kind of time. And so we were just trying to spread the floor and, and get a good look. So like I said, a rare mistake by Draymond Green. And look, the way that Derek White came at him, you would understand why he might think that there would be a foul there. And most teams in that situation, by the way, they do foul. And the reason they foul is because it puts the, the Warriors on the line for uh, you know two, a couple of uh, uh, free throws. And yeah, like Draymond Green said, at that point it becomes a free throw game, right? Because even if Draymond had made both free throws or... Uh, then it still would have been a one-point game. The Warriors foul on the other end, and then you go back and forth, and maybe the Warriors could sneak out a win that way. But with, with a few made free throws and some misses by San Antonio, certainly possible when you're only down three and a chance to cut it or tie it there. But um, the Spurs, they, they generally do not foul in those situations. And you could see Derek White, when he rushes at Draymond Green, he's rushing at him not to foul him, but just to simply defend him. 
right? His, his arms are down. He, he keeps his chest out. His arms are behind him. And so there was no intention ever of Derek White fouling. Uh, and so, look, it's a tough blow for the, a Warriors team that I thought needed a win there. Um, you're playing in San Antonio at, on the final half of a road trip through Texas. You split the series against Dallas. You've got a back-to-back set against San Antonio. The game tonight, Tuesday night, is going to be much more difficult for them than the Monday night game because they're going to be a little bit more fatigued on the second night of a back-to-back. And yeah, so will San Antonio. But those types of opportunities are so important, especially when Steph Curry scores 32 points. And the Warriors opened up the season 5-0 and in games that Steph scored at least 30 points. Since then, they've lost five of their last six games in which Steph has scored 30 or more points. The Warriors now are 12-12. and They're 500 for the first time since January 23rd. They are falling behind teams now like San Antonio, who have 14 wins. They're falling behind a lot of these other teams in what is a crowded Western Conference playoff race. And you need to be able... And, and yeah, while it's crowded and there's not a lot of room in between those games and that... that, that Adds a layer of, I suppose, flexibility where, where hey, if you go on a little, a little three or four game streak here, you can really start to separate yourself. But the same, this at the same time, if you lose a bunch of games, if you lose three out of four, well, then you could lose a lot of ground in the West because there's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. It's that more, it's that much more competitive, and so I think the Warriors obviously need to do something more to capitalize on these MVP-level performances from Steph Curry, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Coming up, should Steph Curry have played more minutes in the fourth quarter? But first, let's talk about our friends over at betonline.ag. The football season's over. Super Bowl has come and went. Maybe you made a bunch of money on Tampa Bay. Maybe you maybe you earned, earned some cash there. But the NBA season is in full swing. College basketball is here, and there's only one place that has you covered, one place I trust, to bet and it's betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus if you listen to podcasts like this one and other podcasts on the locked on podcast network you probably know more than the average fan don't sit on the sidelines anymore put your money where your mouth is get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Steph entered the game with 5 minutes and 33 seconds remaining. His team was down 7 and then scored 14 points over the final moments to give the Warriors a chance. It was obvious that nobody else was going to carry them to a win in, the, in a game where they had a real chance. And it felt like they were just trying to hold on and t- until Steph checked back in. And so it begs the question, whether or not the Warriors should have broke off from Curry's usual minutes pattern. He plays the entire first and third quarters, and it comes in midway through the second and fourth quarters. Should they have broken off of that usual minutes pattern and subbed him in earlier in the game? Here's what Steve Kerr said about it after the game. Um, not for me, you know. I'm 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 into the uh, the long game. We're counting on having Steph here for a long time, many many years ahead, and uh, I'm not interested in, in grinding uh, through this season 
which is already a very difficult season given the, uh, the COVID regulations and uh, just the nature of the games themselves. This is uh, for me, um, for our organization, you know, we're, we're not we're not throwing Steph out there for 40 minutes to chase wins. We've got another game tomorrow. We want we want Steph to be playing at a high level for many years, so we're going to stay very disciplined and try to keep him at that 34, 35-minute mark. Look, I understand Steve Kerr's logic there. I really do. You want to play the long game. This is the first night of a second night of a back-to-back. The Warriors don't have realistic expectations of winning the championship, so why would you drive Steph into the ground? That said... And I've said this since the beginning, since before the season started. You don't get to miss the playoffs this year. You cannot afford to miss the playoffs again. You get one mulligan of a season. If you are the Warriors and you want to be the next San Antonio Spurs, the team you had just lost to, if you want to be the next Spurs, you don't get to miss the playoffs multiple years in a row. You don't get to, and that's, by the way, when that culture that you worked so hard to maintain, to build and maintain. That's when that culture starts to erode. You don't just get culture and then have culture in perpetuity. It doesn't work that way. The culture of a franchise is a living, breathing thing. It's something that needs to be nurtured, something you need to take care of and continue to build. And so, no, you don't get to take the long view all the time. And when you're a team that enters a game 12 and 11, with the possibility of leaving that game going dropping back to 500 dropping further in the playoff race and out of you know playoff pole position then sometimes you need to be a little bit more flexible and and play Steph 40 minutes a night this is a guy who's having an MVP caliber season this is somebody who wants to play in these games and who probably in a game like this where it is so obvious that there is nobody else on this roster. That it, it, Andrew Wiggins was not having a great night. Eric Paschal didn't have a hot hand. There was no other hot hand outside of Steph. The only way you were going to win this game was with Steph Curry leading the way. And the fact that he even scored 14 points in the final five and a half minutes to put you back into position to win this game, it was a testament to what he's been able to do this year. He is having an MVP caliber year. You have to let him, every once in a while, play 40 minutes and be... The MVP. Here's Steph after the game. Of course, I want to play many minutes as possible. Of course, I'm gonna keep letting them know how I feel based on a night-to-night basis. But we gotta be in a position where we do things throughout 48 minutes. That that plan of attack works. You know, more nights than not. Steph wants to be out there. They need to win games. It's not going to kill you, and it's not gonna kill Steph if every once in a while, on a grueling road trip where your team is struck by injuries more than it already is having missed Clay Tom- having already missing Clay Thompson. It will not be the end of the world if you play Steph Curry instead of 36 minutes, 40 minutes. Not when he's playing like this, when he's playing at an MVP caliber level, and when the Warriors need to make the playoffs. You're not allowed to miss the playoffs if you're the Warriors. If you miss the playoffs this year, you don't get to be the next San Antonio Spurs. If you miss the playoffs this year, you have serious questions about this team's culture that I hope they are not taking for granted. Because you can lose culture losing two years in a row. If you end up in the lottery two years in a row, where does your culture go? Where does your culture go? 
And this is going to require a little bit more flexibility, I think, from Steve Kerr and the rest of that coaching staff. And it's not something that they're used to. During those dynasty years, you could just say, you know what? Chalk this one up as a loss tonight. We move on. We're playing for the long game. And in the long game, in those years, it was the playoffs. The playoffs are not guaranteed this season. You have to win games. And when you have a chance, you got to pull out the stops when it's necessary and when it is so obvious. There are going to be nights where the games are close and you could still win without going over the minutes for Steph Curry. There are gonna, maybe you don't want to do that on a Tuesday night and the second night out on back-to-back, but the first night out of back-to-back where Steph Curry is the only one doing anything, and it is obvious that the only chance of winning a game is with Steph Curry in that game earlier, I think you have to do it. And that sets the tone of, hey, winning, regardless of the fact that we're not going to win the championship this year and everybody knows it, that's the priority. That's the priority. And that's the sort of thing that builds culture. Who in that locker room right now is interested in the long game? Who in that locker room right now is interested in waiting for Clay Thompson to come back to win games? I'll tell you, nobody. They want to win games right now. Steph Curry wants to win games right now. And that is a new kind of culture that you could build in Golden State. That is how you continue to nurture and build on the pre-existing culture you already had. Look at teams that have done that already. Teams that have established cultures. The San Antonio Spurs, the Miami Heat, the Toronto Raptors. Do those teams wait to have realistic title chances to do what it takes to win games? They don't. Steph Curry is an adult. He's 32 years old. He's in the prime of his career. All I keep hearing is about what great playing shape he is in. How he's, been, he's never been stronger. He's never been better. Let him play in these games. That's what it's going to take for the Warriors to make the playoffs. And that's what it's going to take for the Warriors culture to remain intact. Because I'm telling you, these things are frivolous. They are fleeting. And if you don't take care of it, they'll be gone. Coming up next, our Twitter question of the game. But first, let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now, while you may not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low without the markup that you find at chain stores or car dealerships. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents, More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayale of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's get to our Twitter question of the game. This comes from Vedant on Twitter, who writes in, The Warriors are fumbling the bag with Steph Curry. His contract expires in 2022. If they keep on bleeping this up this badly, 
even someone with his patience and kindness will lose it eventually. He's not going to sign that extension. Time is ticking, Bob. I don't know that I would go so far as to say they are at risk of losing Steph Curry, but this is not the first time that I've seen this brought up. Not just in my Twitter mentions, but on national platforms. I think Michael Pina of Sports Illustrated wrote something to this effect. And look, this is the NBA. Stars move all the time. Stars who you never thought would move end up moving at some point. And Steph Curry will be a free agent in 2022, right? He, is, he will be eligible for an extension this coming summer. Everything that I've heard, everybody that I talk to fully expects Steph to sign that extension. There's no reason for him not to as far as trying to earn more money. There's no reason for the Warriors to put it off as far as maintaining any sort of flexibility. So if Steph wants to be in Golden State, then he will sign that extension, no doubt about it. But does he want to maintain some sort of control? A LeBron James-esque style of of independence and of, of the franchise, where you could say, look, I fully expect to be here long-term, but I'm going to hold off signing the extension. I want to see what things look like. What does Klay Thompson look like when he comes back? What does Draymond look like when he's a year older? How does James Wiseman continue to develop? How does Andrew Wiggins continue to develop? What kind of roster moves do you make on the, on the fringes of this, of this team? How can you build a championship team around me? Because I'm 32 years old and I'm still playing at an MVP caliber level, I could still go out and win a title post-Kevin Durant, all of these things. Now, I think that the Warriors, on paper, are in position to maximize Steph Curry's championship window still. I think that they should do more. They should be a little bit more urgent right now this season, even though they don't really have an opportunity to win a title this year. I think they should still show a level of urgency to make Steph happy, to not waste what could be an MVP-type season for him, to not waste what could be a fun playoff run. And this all-or-nothing proposition that the Warriors kind of have, it's just players don't think that way. They don't act that way. They don't feel that way. And so I don't know what it is, this all-or-nothing thing, this all-or-nothing, this, this, this idea that, hey, we're going to go out and try to win the championship next year, and so we're gonna kind of we're gonna limit what it is that we do this season. I don't understand that logic, and I I do think that they risk a little bit playing the long game a little bit too much, a little bit too much here, because the James Wiseman draft pick I think was the right pick at number two, no doubt, and he has an opportunity to be a really really good player, but he's 19 years old. And he's not in position to help you win right away. And you could have done other stuff with that number two pick that maybe you do a little bit more to maximize Steph Curry's champion, uh, uh, chances to win a championship. Now, Clay Thompson never tears his Achilles. This whole conversation's moot. Doesn't matter, right? Because they're probably in the title hunt anyway. And they probably will be anyway next year if Clay Thompson returns at, let's call it, 80% of what he was in 2019 before, he got, before the ACL tear, the first one. Um, so it's not as if the, there's no chance for Steph to win another championship. I think that they could be in contention as soon as next season. But if Clay doesn't return at 80 or more percent of what he was in 2019, then they're going to have to have real conversations about how to rebuild this thing around Steph Curry. I do believe Steph is patient. I do believe he understands 
what the goals of this team are, and what the long game opportunity for this team is, because the front office and the coaching staff and all these things communicate with Steph Curry with these things. Getting Kelly Oubre now, using the trade exception on him, was a signal, hey, we're going to still try to win and go to the playoffs this year. And that was a good move, and it was a move uh, um, in, good, in good conduct by this organization for Steph Curry. But I do think that they need to show a little bit more urgency this year and not be so transparent about basically punting on this season. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't think that they're at risk of losing Steph Curry. I think any, any, anything that's out there is more hyperbolic, more skepticism than actual reporting. I really don't think that they're at risk. But that doesn't mean that you, don't, that you shouldn't do whatever it takes to win at least one more championship while Steph Curry is in his prime. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And I'll see you here tomorrow for a recap of tonight's game against the Spurs. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com.